2: listening to Let's Get Real on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Erica Wides, your host, and we are back live. After our long hiatus, we are back with Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. And we here at Let's Get Real, in the Let's Get Real bunker, um, we just want to say how happy we are to be alive and back on the air after dodging the bullet of the Mayan apocalypse. Um, If you've been hiding out in a cave for the past year or so, or you haven't left your fallout shelter yet, um, I can safely say to you now that it didn't happen. So it's okay. You can come out now. Or at least not here in New York City. It didn't happen, which makes perfect sense, since, you know, our city is mostly filled with Jews, and we are the chosen people after all. So, you know, just like on September 11th, we were spared. And if there is a God after all, and it's a just God. I doubt that New York would be the first target of his or her wrath, because I can think of much better places to vaporize, like maybe John Boehner's home state, or, I don't know, Walmart headquarters, someplace like that. So, despite my warning shows last year about being ready for Armageddon and for the apocalypse, um, we're okay for now. So, just make sure that you, every once in a while, go back and re-listen to those episodes, just as like a refresher course, just in case. Now, that said, we do have midterm elections coming up, and we do have the mayoral primaries in New York. Um, Not like the corporate Middle American tourist apocalypse over here could get any worse, but we do have that specter always looming over us here in 21st century America. And um, while I was on vacation, I also read cloud atlas so i kind of have a good idea of what's actually to come in the future but i do know that the future of cloud atlas is a world where even at 45 years old you still have to look up half the words in a book because if you have read cloud atlas it there's uh, i don't even know where those words come from they must be from the future because i didn't understand them but anyway despite our best escalation attempts and massive troop mobilization also and our surge uh, in the war on Christmas which also occurred right around the time of the potential apocalypse um, that blessed and holy day also came and went without a hitch too. even though we've been trying really hard in the war against Christmas to take it down yet again we've failed although that's a war that's starting to seem more like the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan long and interminable and unwinnable but the point is that we're bringing the fight to Christmas and that's really what the holiday season is all about. And so speaking of apocalypse, um, have we talked about foodiness lately? Because you know Let's Get Real is a show about foodiness. Now it's also a show about The Matrix and about Maude and about Little House on the Prairie and very often about Wally e and Soylent Green but mostly it's about foodiness and Just like how Facebook has robbed us of of actual friends and replaced them with virtual friends, or what I am now calling friendiness, foodiness has robbed us of the nutrition that we get from real food and replaced it with foodiness nutrition. And since this is radio, you just have to visualize the quotes that I'm making around the words. So what is foodiness nutrition? I mean, we all know it, although we can't always all see it. Because we've been so brainwashed by the foodiness industry that we just kind of take it as, as legit, real solutions to our fake food problems. It's what, it's what they, the industry, call enhancements to our food. It's things like calcium added to orange juice and omega-3s added to peanut butter and inulin fiber added to artificially sweetened and colored yogurt to help you poop better or whole grains put into candy-flavored cereals or vitamins put into artificial sweeteners. Talk about down the rabbit hole. Or slapping the term organic onto colored flavored sugar water juice pouches for kids or the new fiber Pepsi in Japan, which is designed to make you full and help you lose weight. So since you're eating foodiness and not food, you're not getting any real nutrition. Foodiness solves it for you by putting it back into foodiness products. It's just a foodiness solution to a foodiness made problem. We've been over this before. So after eating those fat-free donuts or the zero-calorie Sprite or the pizza-flavored Pringles, you can make up for the lost nutrition with other foodiness products. And what all of this is doing is just allowing the public, which is to say all the wrong kind of people, which is, alas, almost everybody now, to continue to eat junk food but feel like they're getting their whole grains and their vitamin C and their omega-3s and their calcium and If you've seen the commercials lately for fiber bars, I don't know what brand they are, but you know what I'm talking about. There's this girl, she's this like 20-something girl, and she's conscious about her weight, but she's about to give in and wolf down an entire bag of chocolate chip cookies, and then her boyfriend comes in, and he saves the day, because he has a box of low-fat, 90-calorie chocolate chip-flavored fiber bars, which she could eat instead. Now, I would just like to point out that they could have just had sex instead, and forgotten all about the chocolate chip cookies and probably filled the void (laughs) that she was trying to fill with the cookies. (laughs) Sorry, couldn't resist. The point is that she gets her cookie and her fiber. Now, what they don't show is what happens next, which is that after he leaves, she eats the entire box because she's miserable and unhappy, which is what one of Chris's friends did when she bought the fiber bars home, hoping it would keep her from eating to junk food, and now Chris tells me she's looking into getting her second gastric bypass operation. So this is how the foodiness rabbit hole works. You don't eat food, so you don't get nutrition, so you get dragged further down the foodiness rabbit hole by foodiness products enhanced with the nutrition foodiness robbed you of in the first place. P.S. This is also how addiction works, which is something we'll be exploring soon in an upcoming show called 12 Steps to Foodiness Recovery. Now, the problem is that we've been pushed so far down the rabbit hole with enhancements that we're forgetting where nutrition comes from. Or in the case of kids growing up today, they may not ever even know. For them, vitamin C will always be something that was added to their Capri Sun pouch, or their whole grains will always come from their toddler-sized bag of goldfish crackers. It's like growing up thinking that being alone on your device at home is socializing. If you've never been to a party, how would you know? So we've talked about this a lot in past episodes, like there's no such thing as whole grain Captain Crunch and vitamins come from food, not gummies. But we've never really had a show devoted to foodiness, nutrition, nor had an actual expert on the show. We've just had me blathering on about it until you want to scream and unfriend me on Facebook and stop listening. So today we get all legit. And we talk with Let's Get Real's favorite nutrition educator, Kristen Wortman, who is here to school us on the latest foodiness nutrition crazes, exactly how fat and sick they are making us, and what's wrong with low fat calorie, <laughs> with low fat, low calorie, fiber enhanced chocolate chip cookie bars, and how to get your calcium without having to eat a bag of fat free potato chips with added calcium to get there. Now you'll notice that I call Kristen a nutrition educator as opposed to a nutritionist we here at let's get real hate mainstream nutritionists especially around the compound because most of them have been educated in programs funded and designed by the foodiness industry and they follow the usda guidelines which are designed by the government to make people eat more commodity grain crops Kristen is not one of them Kristen went to bauman college for holistic nutrition and culinary arts in berkeley california so if it's in berkeley you know it's got to be good She's also got a master's degree in literature from UCSC and is a journalist focusing sorry, on the intersections of food, health, politics, and culture. Kristen's work has appeared in The Atlantic, The Huffington Post, Civil Eats, and Grist. She's a frequent guest on radio and TV and has been interviewed by NPR, the BBC, and the Los Angeles Times, amongst others, and on Let's Get Real several times. Her work has also been referenced in dozens of publications, including The New York Times. She's a graduate of the – oh, uh, what, what was your program called at Bauman? Just –
3: Nutrition Education.
2: Nutrition Education Program, which is 100% endorsed by Let's Get Real as foodiness-free. And if you remember, Kristen is also a full-time member of the Let's Get Real Foodiness Reeducation education Camp Board of Directors and has her own office in the Foodiness Fallout Shelter. You can also follow her on Twitter at Kristen Wortman or find her at com. So, Kristen, welcome yet again to Let's Get Real. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always good to have you here. You add an, an air of legitimacy to my usual endless bullshitting so it's good you're the real thing okay so the first question we have for you is what actually is nutrition how do we define nutrition because there's a whole lot of stuff out there and nobody really knows what it is
3: i think to answer this question it's really good to put in perspective sort of the way human beings have evolved on this planet Mm -hmm. so human beings have have been on the planet for roughly two hundred thousand years Of that time, we've been an agrarian society, meaning we've been farming the land for 10,000 of those years. The industrial food system has only been in existence for 75 of those years. So that's a real blip when it comes to our history. Mm -hmm. So human beings have evolved to eat real foods that we ate 200,000 years ago and not the foods we're eating now, which are largely an experiment. And I think we're seeing the results of that experiment and you look at how... You know, people are becoming so overweight and are developing chronic diet related diseases. Mm -hmm. And I think people forget, you know, especially kids and even people in our generation don't realize there's this amnesia about what real food is because they were born into this system Mm -hmm. and they don't know that industrial foods are not real foods. They're right.
2: there's an amnesia. There's there's like a, a distrust even, right? When presented with the real thing, people don't know what to make of it, and they right. don't even trust it.
3: Because because the, the industrial f- food system and big food corporations and advertising have done an amazing job of convincing people that these are the normal foods that we should all be eating.
2: Right. That you should get your omega three from your orange juice and not from right. So
3: fish or greens. Yeah. So all of that is to say that that real foods are whole foods that come directly from nature and are not adulterated or refined or processed, which is the exact opposite of any kind of industrial food product you'll see on a grocery store shelf.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, we now think of nutrition in a way as an enhancement of some kind. It's like you don't just sort of take it for granted that you're eating a whole real food and that's going to Nutrify, <laughs> nourish right. you it's you have to take that whole real food process it turn it into something completely devoid and then add back in
3: right to it and and that's what the industry created this term functional foods right because there's the implication that a that a real food a whole food is not functioning or not functional mm-hmm. for some reason so even the term itself is really like subverting the whole meaning of food when mm. you think about it because right. All foods, all real foods have a very important function in our bodies in, in keeping us healthy. And industrial foods have none of those functions. Mm-hmm. But they've used this term mm-hmm. by adding this stuff back in to convince people that that's what they need. I mean it's really it's very insidious it's what evil. they've done. It almost like
2: negates the power of food. Mm-hmm. It's like saying to food, you're not really right. legit. You're not you're not food. You're not doing it for us. You're we need these products. We in need order. to kill you and then <laughs> implant this. thing in your brain and then yeah it is it's really insidious very I had to stop there and think about that for a minute (laughs) okay so that's how we define actual real nutrition which is obvious to I'm sure most of our listeners that it's from real whole food but like what I find interesting about you is that you don't even believe in things like low-fat dairy like in your world like it's whole milk or nothing. Yes. Well, I mean,
3: whole milk is a whole food. Low fat milk or skim milk are not whole Mm -hmm. foods. When the milk comes out of the cow or whatever, you know, goat or it's whole milk and it contains the fat, all the fat. That's part of it. The fat is actually really important for you to be able to utilize all the vitamins that are in the milk. So for example, milk contains fat-soluble vitamins A and D. Mm-hmm. They're fat-soluble, meaning that your body needs the fat in order to absorb them. Right. When they strip the milk of the fat, in the, in the case of skim milk or low-fat milk, they then add synthetic right. A and D back mm-hmm. in because they've just taken it out. But since your body can't absorb A and D without fat, right. y- that's useless. It's useless, yeah. It's completely useless. Right. And, and, the, go ahead.
2: No, the D has to also be added back in because cows aren't grazing. Exactly. They're not getting the D from the sunlight and the photosynthesis and the grass. And, right. Yeah. Yeah no I've I now having known you for a couple of years and become friends with you I have switched I've ditched all my low fat dairy good yeah I know yeah I learn I can <laughs> learn too from you after an entire lifetime of drinking skim yeah Oof. Um, okay so tell us what you know about how foodiness nutrition or these enhancements actually work as in you know how do they do it uh, peanut butter with omega threes which is in, it's so wrong in so many ways. It's mm-hmm. like omega-3s come from fish and they come from leafy greens and mm-hmm. algae. Mm-hmm. They don't come from peanuts. No. They don't come from citrus. They don't come from cookies. Right. So where, industrially,
3: where do they come from? Do they come from fish oil? they come yeah, from they, fish products? Right, so they're in the case of peanut butter, they're taking extracts of... I think it's up, sardine oil, anchovy oil. There's tilapia gelatin in there. <laughs> so they're extracting it out of the fish and then they're, they're putting it into the peanut butter and mm-hmm. it's supposedly odorless and tasteless. And so kids who don't like fish can, this is their pitch, is right. kids who don't like fit, fish can eat this peanut butter and get the same benefits. But it's absolutely not true. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting case when you talk about peanut butter because the benefits we're getting from fish are the omega-3 fatty acids, mm-hmm. which most people know are really important for our health. Right and particularly for children and brain development and pregnant women. But when they, they take it and they put in the peanut butter, peanut butter is very high in omega-6 Six, fatty acids. Right. And omega-6 and omega-3 fatty acids compete for absorption in our cell walls. And that means that no matter how many omega-3s you take in, if you're taking in too many omega-6s, which most Americans mm-hmm. are, you'll never receive the benefit from the three. So you're really negating the, mm-hmm. the, the benefit of the three in, in a product like Like peanut butter. And the problem is um, the ratio, we should be having a one-to-one ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 in our Mm. diet. Most Americans, it's somewhere around, I've read estimates of 10 to 1 Mm -hmm. or even up to 20 to 1. Yeah, I've read that. And the reason is omega-6 fatty acids are... In the cell to promote rigidity and cell wall strength, which also means inflammation Mm -hmm. and they promote clotting and Mm -hmm. they also promote fat storage. Omega-3s promote, they're anti-inflammatory and they're good for metabolizing sugar and they're good for permeability of cell walls. So this is all really important for heart health and Mm -hmm. our um, our arteries being really healthy. Right. So this balance is way off in our diet. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's all this hype around, let's add omega-3s to our foods. into everything. Right, but it's not getting at the real problem, which is we need to change our diet and get away from all these omega-6s, which are coming from our our grain-based diet. Yeah. They're in all the oils, vegetable oils we eat, and they're in all the grains that are fed to all the animals that that we then eat. Right,
2: it's all the corn and cottonseed and soybean oil and all that. I remember Vegetable oils, cottonseed, all the oils, yeah. Reading a study years ago about Israelis, and there was this real conundrum about why Israelis had such high levels of heart disease Mm -hmm. when they basically eat this really, you know, so-called heart-healthy Mediterranean diet, Mm -hmm. and it was because they were, because a lot of Israelis keep kosher, they were cooking everything with vegetable oil instead of cooking in animal fats or instead of even using olive oil. And so their level of omega-6s was so high because everything was cooked in cotton seeds soybean those sorts of oils that they yeah. still had these really high levels of heart disease even though yeah. everything they ate was supposed to be you know pointing toward right low levels right of heart exactly disease, so.
3: well they, they, it's backwards they should be yeah. eating more of the animal fats right and more omega-3s yeah butter more butter butter. butter from grass-fed from cattle. grass-fed
2: cattle yeah so I, we sort of already covered this, but you know, my question is: Do these enhancements work? Is it possible for you to absorb any of this, or for you to use it? You know, it's like taking this nutrient so out of context. Right, exactly. You know, taking it out of its matrix of where it's naturally supposed to occur. Right. Is there any proof that any of them even work? Is it you know just as good to get your calcium from your orange juice as it is to get it from dairy or other sources? What people don't realize is you can get dairy from other sources, and mm-hmm. then. I mean, you can get calcium from other sources than dairy, yes, also you can. you can get it from seeds and kale kale and right things like that broccoli,
3: yeah, well, of course, the answer's no they're they're not <laughs> well, I kind of figured out <laughs> they're not gonna work um. And you're right. The mm. Nutrients, vitamins, minerals, they all exist within a matrix of the food. And it's not the same to extract them out of that food in a lab, yeah. then reinsert them into some other food product and expect to get the same results. Foods right. are synergistic. There's all these elements, some which have not even been discovered yet, that work together mm-hmm. to create the, the good health you know, in our bodies and for us from whole food sources. Yeah. So it's never the same to take an extract and put it into another food.
2: You're just sort of creating these, like, Franken foods, yeah. basically. Yeah. Taking it out and putting it into something else. And I'm wondering what the effect will be. And using the American human public as a gigantic lab rat.
3: Right. And that's basically. the scariest part is that they've actually convinced people that these foods, they are doing this job. And yeah. they are healthful. I mean, people buy these foods all the time. Yeah. And they're living oh, on these foods. And so it's a, it's a flat-out lie, you know, and mm-hmm. it's really... You know, and it's hurting untold numbers of people. So it's it's kind of criminal, if you ask me.
2: It is. I wonder. You know, people say that soda is going to be the next tobacco. You know, where the Surgeon General and the tobacco industry and everybody was lying to us for yeah. so long about the you know about the risks of tobacco and mm-hmm. you know saying that they had health benefits and stuff like that. And that uh, that all came out. Now people are saying that you know soda's going to be the next big tobacco. That finally people are going to realize how damaging soda mm-hmm. is. I'm wondering if we'll reach a point where that'll happen with food but I'm not so sure because it's so pervasive and it's right. so broad now and it's yeah. reached it's like tentacles into sort of every aspect of our food it's right hard to say right if you know 100 years from now are we going to look back at this era and and say like what the fuck were we doing what did we do to our food I mean there are people like me and you mm-hmm. who said you're talking to each other about it but <laughs> right. you know yeah. people who are watching honey boo boo I'm not quite sure they're really paying that much they're attention. they're
3: not paying attention um but we can only hope that, you know, the industrial food system we all know is not sustainable. Yeah. So it's guaranteed to come crashing down at a certain point or to sort of gradually not, you know, last. So at a certain point, I think we will realize that, you know, we've done what we've done is a bit a huge disaster. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so.
2: On that ominous note, let's take a little break. And when we come back, let's talk about some of the scariest foodiness nutrition enhanced products that we've come along in a while.
1: You're listening to "Leaving" by Dead Stars on the Heritage Radio Network.org. This is Chris Howell from Kane Vineyard and Winery. In our industrial world, most wines have become brands, but the wines I love are so much more. Fine wine is a civilizing substance that connects us to nature. It cannot be stamped out in the factory. If you're listening to this great show, you probably eat different. I urge you to drink different, too. Go deeper. Kane5.com Every Wednesday at noon, Dorothy Ken Hamilton, founder and CEO of the International Culinary Center, interviews the top chefs in the world on Chef Story. Hear from chefs like Christina Tosi.
3: I'm gonna be the best pastry cook this restaurant's ever seen.
1: Francis Malman. Cooking with fires, it's very feminine, it's very fragile. And Jacques Pepin. That was invited to work at the White House for John Kennedy. Learn how the greats become great every Wednesday at 12 p.m. on Chef Story at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. network.org.
2: Welcome back to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Erica White's your host. Remember that. You can follow me on Twitter at Let's Get Real Show. You can also find me on Facebook. Just look for Let's Get Real on Facebook and become a fan of the show. Send me your questions. Send me your comments. You should also check out Let'sGetRealShow.com. That's my website where you can listen to every episode I've ever done and also look at other videos and oh, all kinds of fun things on there. And you can also listen to any Heritage Radio Network show ever, ever. On Heritage Radio org, You can also find them all on iTunes. And remember that Heritage Radio Network is now a nonprofit member supported station. You should be a member. If you are listening, you need to be a member. It's like PBS, but we have a lot less money. And we don't have the giant corporate sponsors, so it's up to you, people. Become a member. Go to Heritage Radio Network.org. Become a member. So on the show tonight, here in the Foodiness fallout shelter, secret bunker, chamber. We have Kristen Mortman, who is on staff at the Foodiness Reeducation Camp. She is our in-house nutrition educator, but not nutritionist, because we don't like nutritionists, because they go on talk shows and talk about how people should eat less salt and less saturated fat. And we don't agree with that, do nope, we? No, absolutely not. Not at all. And they also say things like, you should eat more oily fish like salmon and tuna. And then they don't talk about any of the problems associated with salmon and tuna. And then everybody goes and runs out and starts eating more tuna, and then the tuna population collapses, and it's (laughs) all their fault.
3: Or they're eating farm salmon, which is (sighs) really terrible. We
2: we can't even talk Mm -hmm. about that tonight. That's a whole other show, which Mm -hmm. I've done, by the way. Okay, so Kristen and I are talking tonight about foodiness nutrition, in quotes, products. Products where... You take a whole food, you process it, you industrialize it, you turn it into a foodiness processed food. And then, because it's basically become a worthless pile of shit, you have to add back into it foodiness nutrition components back into it to turn it into something that you can actually sell and call food. So let's do a hall of shame. Let's talk about some of the worst ones we've come across
3: lately. Okay. Go ahead. One, one that I, I like to talk about is it's, it's a Fiber One cereal, which I know a lot of people eat. Actually, doctors tell a lot of patients mm-hmm. to eat it because they have high cholesterol. And it's called Fiber One Antioxidant Yogurt Berry Crunch. Right. It like has all the words, all exactly. the right words in the title. Right. The yogurt, yeah. the berry, the right. antioxidant, yeah. fiber. People look, look at that and they think it's really good for right. them. And right. who can blame them because yeah. they've been convinced that it is. But the problem with this one has it contains more than 13 different additives, preservatives, food dyes. It has red number 40, blue number one which has been known to cause allergic reactions in some people, mutations leading to cancer in lab animals. It has BHT, which is preservative, monoglyceride, cellulose gum, gum. And the list goes on. It's, it's, it's a terrible food product. I think it has over 40 different wow. ingredients. But people are eating it right. thinking that it's actually <clears throat> doing something beneficial Right, that for it's them. full of yogurt and berries
2: and fiber and, and antioxidants. And antioxidants, right, even though it's just processed grain.
3: Yeah. It probably doesn't,
2: a lot of those products that say they have yogurt in them don't actually have actual yogurt no. in them or they have dehydrated
3: They have like, like non-fat milk powder, powder a lot of times. Yeah, with some sort
2: of culture added to right. make it tangy and right. it's not there's no actual yogurt. No, definitely. It, yeah.
3: Yogurt is a live food. Right. You, you can't, can't put, put it, it in a, in a cereal.
2: cereal. <laughs> I, I mean, it's so crazy. It's outrageous. Right. Yogurt is a living thing. Right. Yeah, And that's what's so good for you about it. Exactly. Billions of little micro flora and fauna right. in your right. gut. Yeah. And then the the, the berry part of it.
3: Yeah, but that's where they're telling you that you're getting the antioxidants right. from because berries do contain very high amounts of antioxidants, but not when they're some kind of you know extract of a berry or, or, even, yeah. or even just some flavor. you know Right.
2: Well, what they do in a lot of those cereals is they'll take little bits of like apple pulp because it's right. so much cheaper and then flavor it and color it yeah. to look like a berry. Right. I call those flavor dots. Yeah. They yeah. add those in. I think you're probably better off eating actual crunch berries in Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries, I think are more nutritious, actually, wow. mm-hmm. than these. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's, I, we did a study. And the
3: thing about cereal, you know, people eat this every day for yeah. breakfast and it's probably the very worst thing you could eat for breakfast because it spikes your insulin. It's, it's got it's so much sugar. So much sugar. And yeah. this one, I think, has 13 grams of sugar, mm-hmm. 12. Um, and it and it has refined g- grain, which, is, which also right. spikes your blood sugar. So if you ever notice, you eat a bowl of cereal. Most people eat more than one bowl of cereal. But then you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, two hours later, and that's because your insulin went up and then you're starving, you know? Right. And that wasn't, you know, you should eat eggs. You should eat eggs
2: or quinoa like me. Yeah. Quinoa. With an egg, which is what I eat. That's a great quinoa, breakfast. Quinoa and egg, chia, mm-hmm. you know, turmeric. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about it. I put a little nori on there. Some wow. Some chili flakes, sometimes pumpkin seed oil.
3: Wow, great It's job. endless.
2: It takes me like 45 minutes oh, don't to do a sample. That. <laughs> no. Well, you know what I do? Doesn't. I
3: Like if you, you can, you can have two eggs in like five minutes. Yeah. In butter. Mm
2: -hmm. In butter. Done. I know. Mm -hmm. On my video, on the pilot for the video, I did a little race with myself where I microwaved like a pre-scrambled egg frozen thing. Wow. And I scrambled eggs in a pan. Mm -hmm. And I won. The scrambled (laughs) eggs won by like three minutes. Yes. I won. It's a
3: very fast food.
2: Yeah. And it's inexpensive.
3: Yeah. Eggs are great. But you have to eat the right kind of eggs. Yeah. But even getting pastured organic eggs from your farmer's market or good health food store yeah they're still you buy a dozen eggs and even if they're like five or six dollars oh i know you still per egg you don't have to tell me per egg you're saving money you you're spending way less than if you went out and bought this fiber one antioxidant uh-huh. young berry crunch right so, oh
2: you don't. Know, you're preaching to the egg <laughs> choir here i mean i know you don't have to tell me i spend seven dollars on my eggs yes and if you amortize it if you break it out per egg you're only spending like 40 cents an egg
3: right yeah. And, and you get more nutritional bang for your buck because there have been studies to show that those eggs have like four times the amount of, of various nutri- you know, nutrients right. than, a pastured. Sto- than a store-bought egg.
2: We've done many episodes on eggs right. here. When I Whenever I run out of a topic, I just go back to talking <laughs> about eggs. Well, their nature is perfect food. I think so, too. And I, it, I get so angry with the whole... Like, still, still, still places that are about egg whites. Oh, it's so outdated, and it's always
3: it's shocking so to me that people still will only, I have to tell people repeatedly yeah. to eat the entire egg. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, that shows you how pervasive the industry has been right. in teaching people that these things about are about cholesterol. Good for us. Cholesterol.
2: <sighs> if we could just get rid of the word <laughs> cholesterol from the American vernacular, we would be so much better That's true. off. true. Just eat more egg yolks.
0: Yeah. Okay, so the fiber one, we know that's horrible. Mm -hmm. Now,
2: what about, speaking of fiber, the new Pepsi? with added fiber. Yeah. And you just published your article about Beyonce and the Pepsi deal, yeah. Right? Where mm-hmm. was that published? Huffington Post. On the Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. Okay, so people should check that out because that's a really excellent, Thanks. well-written article. But what about the Pepsi with fiber?
3: I actually thought this was a joke when I first so saw it. So did I. I couldn't believe. I thought it was from was. The Onion. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it was an actual product, but alas, it is. Yeah. And, you know, again, you can't put fiber into a Pepsi <laughs> product and think that it's going to have any kind of nutritional benefit for you.
2: What is, are they using inulin? What yeah.
3: Kind of I think fi- it's yeah. inulin. Uh, yeah.
2: Like in uh, that yogurt. Right. The Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, you know, this is a ridiculous concept mm-hmm. and they're, they, but they know what they're doing because a lot of people are addicted to soda. Yeah. It makes you gain weight. That's a fact. Right. Uh, it's full of sugar. Right, And, well, and calories, diet does too. And diet does yeah. too. And, But they want people to keep drinking it, but they want to tell them that they can also drink it and lose weight because they're going to be getting their fiber, which is going to fill them up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the truth is soda makes you more hungry, Mm -hmm. not less. So, you know, it's really amazing. It's mind boggling. It is. I am gobsmacked.
2: (laughs) What really just horrified me also was that they're introducing it first in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think of the Japanese as people who have had this traditional food culture yeah. for thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of years and who are still very involved and very attached to it. Yet the Japanese are also huge consumers of foodiness products and yes. junk food. And they're really into fad kind of diet products right. and right. all kinds of stuff like that, which is really disturbing. Right. Um, but you think in a place like Japan, like, really, people just eat your real food, yeah. eat your Japanese great food and why and you're all thin anyway i mean (laughs) i don't
3: get it right well i mean the okinawans it's a huge market for these uh for the big food industry they're exporting these kinds of foods all over the world yeah
2: well especially you know as soda consumption is actually going down believe it or not because everyone's drinking more like gatorade and sweetened Mm -hmm. iced tea Mm -hmm. they have to start going around the world actually a friend of mine sort of friend of mine you know what i don't really like him that much (laughs) i'm not gonna say his name uh, a colleague of mine works as an R&D chef. He That's what he does, He research and development. He creates products for okay. food companies. And he um, just got a really lucrative gig with Pepsi. Pepsi just built a $50 million research center in, I can't remember where he said, I think in China somewhere. It was either China or India. He was telling me about it. $50 million research center so that they can develop all sorts of new products for the Asian market Mm because that's their new big emerging market Mm -hmm. and he goes over there and gets paid lots of money to develop these products which is why I'm not friends with him anymore because I've lost all respect for him and when I told him about my show he was really hostile and scornful (laughs) so I was like forget it I'm defriending you um, we're almost out of time, but what I want to ask you also is that it, you have a private practice. You see mm-hmm. clients, and it's a, your private your practice is affiliated with a group of doctors?
3: Yeah, I worked right? with a group of doctors in Manhattan, the New York Medical Associates. They're cardiologists. They're cardiologists, mm-hmm. and
2: so they are cardiologists who have kind of seen the light. Yes. Pretty much, um, and After understand. I
3: gave a couple lectures and mm-hmm. talks and provided them with all the literature, because I've done extensive reviews of all the studies and mm-hmm. all the data, and once they saw that, I'd say, yeah, they're... They're seeing the light. They get it now. Yeah. It's not
2: about low fat and low cholesterol right. and all of that. But the people who come in, you and I were talking about this when I saw you over the holidays, that you have people who come in who say to you, oh, no, I, I eat really healthy. You know, I eat Subway for yeah. lunch every day. And, right. And Subway's doing a really big new push yeah. this year, mm-hmm. a new, like, healthy eating push where they compare themselves to all the other fast food restaurants and everything. Right. Let's just talk about Subway oh, for a couple that's minutes. That's
3: actually one of my, I, I hate that more than I even hate McDonald's because of that fact. Because, because they're people, lying. Yeah. They're lying and people think it's healthy. Because right. like you mentioned, I have so many people say, I eat really well, I, you know, I, I get a, a Subway sandwich for lunch and it has all these vegetables on it, you know, it has lettuce and it has a pepper. Right, and, a pepper. <laughs> and a, a tomato that's from God knows where right. and how, how many days old and... Um, you know, so that's that's part of the problem is they're really tricking people into thinking that this is a healthful lunch, mm-hmm. and Subway is a terrible, terrible product. I mean, yeah. the food, the bread alone had like forty ingredients in it, and yeah. all these terrible processed meats and um, all kinds of condiments that are full of you know sugar and hydrogenated oils, right. hydrogenated oils, and so you know the list goes on with Subway, but it's really really bad. Mm-hmm. So the the
2: the So the patients who come in, they're heart patients. They're people who have had heart issues or, what do they call it, cardiac events?
3: Yes, or have high cholesterol or high
2: blood pressure. And you've had success working with them, changing their diets, lowering their cholesterol, getting them off statins and all of that stuff that is now turning out to be really wrong. Right. You posted something on Facebook the other day about, were those the doctors that you work for On Dr. Oz talking about
3: Um, no, No, those are a couple other doctors Mm -hmm. that I that I know and do really good work Uh too. So
2: I mean, I think that's amazing that they went on a show as mainstream as Dr. Oz, and that was great.
3: I thought they did a really good job. Mm -hmm. You can go online and find it. It's Dr. Johnny Bowden, who's a good nutritionist Mm -hmm. and dr steven sinatra who's a cardiologist Mm -hmm. and they did a really good job explaining why you know saturated fats from good quality sources are really good for us and we shouldn't be eating low fat and we have to really avoid sugar we have to really avoid refined flour products these are what that's what's causing heart problems right like what um, Robert Lustig has been talking about a lot right I love him he's great he's He's great he's really you know if it weren't for him we wouldn't be seeing a lot of the progress we're seeing on terms of people understanding how bad sugar Sugar. is for us which is probably the number one culprit in terms of heart disease and obesity and diabetes obviously yeah I think maybe sugar is going to turn out to be the next tobacco. I think so. Because I, I think the so. studies are really starting to prove right. how harmful it
2: is. You can't really ignore it no, anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah. Any other products you want to mention before we go?
3: Because we're almost out of time.
2: Anything no. else
3: that we talked about? I mean, I've seen like granola bars that have um, omega-3 fatty acids yeah. in them. Orange juice with calcium in yeah. and, and it. You know, all of those products. It's all marketing. So I would say, you know, if you see anything like that on the shelf, it has some kind of a... Marketing claim that's screaming out to you, and you know, approved by the American Heart Association, you'll see that a lot, yeah. That's your clue, right? Just run away, (laughs) don't eat eat that food, right? Any food with a health claim like that is generally, as you would say, a foodiness product and not something we should be eating,
2: right? If it has to kind of trumpet it in your face, right? It's it's not, right? It's a lie, yes, it's foodiness. If it comes in a package, basically, I say don't eat it. Yeah, that's pretty know? much what it's come to. Yeah, except for maybe, you know, olive oil.
3: Olive or oil. Or like, or like real, you know, raw nuts that you yeah. need to buy in a package. Right. I mean, or things that, like, you like know, rice, you know, brown rice that's the in a package. has to be wrapped in has paper. has to be wrapped. But generally, anything that's boxed and packaged yeah. is right. um, not food.
2: Anything packaged for shelf-stable long life also right. is not food. Right. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but it's always great to have you here in in the Fallout Shelter. And remember, you can come and visit Kristen in the Foodiness Fallout Shelter. We're taking reservations for the next upcoming midterm election apocalypse, so there'll be plenty of room. And um, like I said, you can follow her on Twitter at Kristen Wortman. You can follow me at Let's Get Real Show. Become a member of Heritage Radio, please. We need you. We love you. We want you. We're here to help. We really care. And um, we will see you next week on Let's Get real thanks to Joe in the control room and we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at Heritage Radio Network dot org. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks, Thanks for listening. For listening. <laughs>